Calvin, I have been loving your presence on Twitter lately. Come on. You noticed? Not only have I noticed, but the people have noticed. What do you like about it? And I know you've been a little bummed out about your follower count, but I want right. you to know that you need to keep pumping out good tweets. Matt Whitaker likes all of them. I like he, all of them, and it's inspiring me to put more funny tweets out there. Good. I'm just going to keep pushing the envelope with it. Um, I did send you an emergency text this week, and I believe it was, Jeremy, how do I delete a tweet? <laughs> yes, it was. And you have been known over the last two years to say increasingly more and more and more and not be too worried about what other people think. So when you sent me that tweet, I was like, what did he say? <laughs> I said a bad thing that I like felt bad about five minutes later, and I'm like, oh, frick, I need to go back and take that back. <laughs> and I did. And I don't think anyone saw that I know of. No one's, told, no one's come and talked to me about it. That's the benefit of being early in your Twitter career. You can get away with stuff. Right. But I also need to drop those to grow. As you know, you're now listening to the Open Road Podcast. I'm one of your hosts, Jeremy, and over on the other side of the mic. On the other side of the mic, on the other side of the screen, it is I, Calvin. What is up, internet world? Jer, how are you doing, my friend? You're looking cozied up in your sweater today. Nice winter February evening for you. Just maybe come out of the hot tub soak. No, I'm going into the hot tub soak after this. Oh, this is pre-tub look Pre for you. Pre-tub look. Pre-tub Because your hair's all frizzy. Your hair's all frizzy looking. I was outside a little bit filling my car with gas, so I put my hood on of my coat. Okay, cool, cool. Because those Canadian winters got you down. Can I tell you something funny about the winter, though? Oh, yeah, sure. My driveway right now is a complete sheet of ice. Interesting. You have a big driveway. And it was hilarious because I usually back into my garage, and as I, like, turn my car around, I'm like, like, my tires are spinning like crazy and then my car like spins and slides and like i'm almost bumping into the snowbanks on either side of my driveway and Seriously. tonight i literally could not back the car in because it just then then when you're backing in it's like it's rear wheel drive and it just did right, not work right. and even to get into my driveway i came in so slow that the tiny little hill i could not get up it <laughs> That's really discouraging. So I had to back onto the road and take a run into my slippery driveway, risking potentially sliding into my garage door. Yeah, like hopefully you can hit the brakes when once you get to the nice warm concrete in the in the uh, garage. Right. So I guess you have those curbs. A foot on there. each side. No, once I hit the I hit the garage floor, it's totally fine. But if I'm like sliding sideways, no, it was all totally fine. That is but sketchy. It was funny because I was like, I'm going to try to turn my car around and back it in. And it literally did not work. And I was trying probably for three minutes. And then I thought it was so hilarious. So I kept trying. And it didn't work. I love that. So, and the funny thing in the morning, the slight downhill onto the road, I'm like, I'm like, you can't just turn onto the road because I can't see around the corner. So I have to stop at the end of my driveway, but I'm sliding into the road and there's only one little part, basically the shoulder where my tires grab. You're going to get killed, Jared, and it's going to be the most <laughs> slow and gradual killing. It's, you're just going to ease your way into the nose of a concrete dump truck. And just gets yeah. squashed in your little so, GTI. So, yeah, I'm extra thankful to be cozied up in my winter sweater. And, yeah, I'm happy right now. 
Good. Ah, oh, I love it when you're happy, Jer. How are you over there? I'm pissed off, Jer. <laughs> <laughs> What's pissing you off, man? I think, honestly, Jared, like, I honestly think I just had a real reality check with parenting this week, and I got to air some grievances and some thoughts, which I've probably never done on this podcast. I hate parenting advice. I super hate getting parenting advice, and I swore that I would never give parenting advice. I just like it being a free market. You get to do what you want. This is your kid. It's pass-fail. But uh, I got some thoughts that I need to drop, and you're the perfect person for me to drop them on. So you hate it, you despise it, there's nothing worse than parenting advice, and yet here we are. I mean, this isn't really advice, this is maybe <laughs> me airing a grievance, and I've solved a problem for myself in my life. Got it. Of how to deal with parenting. Um, and but here's the thing, Jer. Okay. Knowledge is power. <laughs> so... Here's the scoop. If you don't know me, I have an almost two-year-old just being filled with the knowledge of the world. He is just soaking it in, and he's learning all kinds of things about the world around him, you know, physically around him, and then learning about things that are beyond him. And one of the things that kids that are, you know, two years old start learning about really early on is animals, Mm. and they learn about the you know small animals that are around them like dog cat household animals and then they start to go to barnyard animals and then kind of like the classic zoo animals and so now we're here he's like two years old he's got a decent grasp of animals and then society jer all of a sudden just starts dumping on dinosaurs oh. and i'm like whoa 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 slow down with the dinosaurs like we haven't even got to like a lot of normal animals <laughs> Like, why are we jumping to dinosaurs that are, like, so controversial? I don't even want to go there. It's going to totally blow expectations out of the water. Like, let's go back Let's go back to hippopotamus because that's actually a real thing. And let's save dinosaurs for, like, 12 or 13 when they've exhausted every possible animal. And then you can be like, boom, dinosaurs were a thing. And then you can just blow their mind. You, so you think dinosaurs are being wasted? I think it's just being squandered, like because we have this huge, um, or because we can inject this information, uh, we're just like going ham on it. And I'm like, back off, info. Like we got enough right now. You don't need to bombard <laughs> with these. Like that's it's adding too much confusion. I'm supposed to explain to the two year old that a dinosaur is not really a thing, but the hippopotamus is. It's but, insane, is what it is, Jer. A hippopotamus is crazy. In itself, it they weigh nine thousand pounds. Their heads like the size of a Volkswagen Beetle. Like we don't need to go on. <laughs> oh, this is that. This is not what I was expecting at all from this segment. Wow. Protect like this is just like information protection is what it is, Jer. And I think a lot of people are up in arms about you know school curriculums, uh, sex ed, but I'm really focused on this animal thing right now. You just I want can give a your... shit about the sex ed thing. Right. But you want your kid to understand the animal kingdom before they jump into the prehistoric beginnings of the earth. Bingo. Like, I think you have to start small and just start working your way out. You know? Yeah. Because ultimately, you start learning about an animal, then, like, I think it's a big deal to go and see the animal. 
So I want to start with like our like boreal forest, like whatever we have around us. Start learning about the raccoons because you know what? We can probably see a raccoon this summer and that's going to yeah. be a big deal. Yeah. You know what is interesting about this topic as well is um, basically the one of the biggest problems with dinosaurs is that the way th- is the way that they're named. So it's basically gibberish asaurus. Right. Right. So well, I think it's not, Latin and probably means something. No, it's gibberish. It's gibberish asaurus. So I agree. Every, you know, it's like the kid isn't even necessarily learning a wide variety of things. It's just giant scaly reptile with teeth, giant scaly reptile with four legs, giant scaly reptile with long neck. And right. then the names don't actually help them understand the world. Yeah, like there's just no use for dinosaur knowledge, really. <laughs> now, here's my defense of the dinosaurs. Dinosaurs are cool. They're totally cool, Jer, but I think they're like it, they're, they're being wasted on toddlers. Don't do it with a toddler. They're so cool to a 12-year-old. 12-year-olds go gaga for dinosaurs. You can send them to dinosaur camp in Alberta, and it's awesome. Yeah, imagine, that is cool, imagine learning that dinosaurs roam the earth for the first time at age 10. That's what I'm saying, Jer, save some stuff for the kid. Like, just try and spread it out a bit. (laughs) The other other funny thing you said that I really want to dig into is, what what, you said dinosaurs are controversial. What's controversial (laughs) about a dinosaur? I'm saying, like, because what you're getting pumped into as a two-year-old to... Get to understand the concept of dinosaur is just a. There's so much discussion around. Like you, you have to kind of like set up the dinosaur thing. It th- there's no setup for it, so it's being controversialized. Like I don't know. Like who? No one really knows. I saw a thing recently that said that a lot of them were actually you know covered in feathers, not not scales. Whoa. So I don't know. Yeah, that's a thing. I think that's that, fairly a thing. That is controversial. Maybe are you mocking me? I will <laughs> <No>. kill you. <laughs> so what brought this on is what I want to know. What brought what on? Obviously, I saw, uh, you know, there's something happening, and I had to put a stop no, to well, it. Like was it a, was it a dinosaur book that Noah came home with one day? No, I think what triggered me, Jer, was that he has a uh, pair of pajamas with a dinosaur on them, and these are now right. the preferred pajamas. Ooh. And then he has other ones with like bears and a raccoon on it, but the dino one is the preferred pajama. And right. I'm trying to think like, well, why? Why is he attracted to this dino? And I think it's because right. you know he's being taught in various programs <laughs> and probably like probably some shows that he watches that you know dinosaurs <laughs> are kind of superior, ultra aggressive, and he right. likes that kind of thing, right? But right. you know what's super aggressive, Jer? Backing a raccoon into a corner. Yeah. That's freaky enough. What about a wolverine? Exactly. What about a wolverine? Jerry, I was... So this kind of got me onto a bit of a nature kick these last couple weeks. I've been doing a little bit of like watching some documentaries on animals. I got yeah. into this thing, these uh, Beely apes. There's like this special breed of ape in the Congo forest. And there's only about like a Whoa. thousand of them left. Jer, really? these apes... Are they, they primarily stand on their hind legs, and they're big black apes, and they are they stand six feet tall. No, this is a crazy animal that like I'm now 28, 27 years old, and I'm just learning about this animal. 
and it's blowing my mind. This is what I'm saying. Spread out the knowledge. Wow. Can you send me the link? Oh, I'll send you the link, Jer. Here's the other crazy thing about this ape, Jer. They get this disease that causes them to lose their hair. So there's all these really cool shots of them with all of their hair gone, standing on their hind legs. And then when their hair's gone, Jer, you can see their legs and their arms and all of their muscle definition. And these things are just crazy strong and they are freaky looking. Like they look like they could bench press 400 pounds. Really? And rip your face off. So and really they are like looking. the most eerily close to a human is also kind of what I'm looks in visualizing. Yeah, that's exactly it. Yes. And wow. they're super savage. Like they, they're, they're nicknamed the lion killer ape. And there's been like, I guess, documentation of them like killing leopards and like other like huge animals and they nest on the ground. They don't nest in the trees. So they're like kind of super dominant. Wow. And are they endangered for a reason? Like have they been going out or are they just rare in general? I think they're on the rise, but I don't know the specifics of what makes them so rare. That's a good question. Why Why do some animals not make it? Wow. Wow. But you know what? You do. You learn something new every day, and I love you digging into the adventure of learning more about nature because that is the place where adventure is found, and that's why I think your principle of learning about what's around you is actually pretty cool because, yeah, you could go to the woods and see a hawk's nest and a robin's egg and all that other stuff that's around you exactly this is what i'm saying my, there's so my, much cool stuff around us here where we take it for granted and uh, when we just gotta go down to the local zoo and aquarium and just see our local living live animals screw these dead animals i don't care about dead animals i'm never gonna be able to see one <laughs> just show me the live thing put a freaking hawk on my armchair and watch me light up yes yes you would light up you would light up um yeah, you know, the only thing I would say is is also, Calvin, don't ever limit what your child can or cannot handle or learn about. You know, I, I think your two-year-old is ready to hear about the the giant asteroid that collided into Earth and sent the dinosaurs into, uh, into extinction. You may be right. How dare I underestimate <laughs> comprehension of the two-year-old? Yeah, this I like, mean, you know... This is what happens with parenting, Joe. You just got to choose a route and then go ham on it. And don't stop. Just trucking. I guess. And then just start flogging your opinion on people. Blah. So that's it. That's my thing for the year, Jerry. You probably won't hear from me again for a year. Well, Calvin, that's a pretty – that's that's some fair, fair advice. Um, I want to share a little bit about my latest adventure. Tell me. Please dive into it. I can't tell you – how excited I am for the thing that I'm planning right now. Go on. What are you planning? Am I invited? You are not invited. Damn it. I know, and I'm sorry. But the reason you're not invited is... How much because, more excited would you be if I were a part of it, though? Um, I don't know, because the event is my 10-year high school reunion. Come on. Wait, that means I'm also having a 10-year high school reunion. Correct. So you can be excited about that. So wait, you're planning it? I'm planning it. How? What do you mean how? Like, is it anything to through like with your old high school or you're just doing it? We're just on, doing it. So here's, here's the, the unwritten rule that I think I heard of once upon a time where the valedictorian is supposed to plan the thing 
And that's my subtle way of saying yes. I was a valedictorian. Um, what is a valedictorian? I did not even. I didn't even go to my own graduation. Oh my gosh, Calvin! It's the it's the person who gives the class speech. Okay. The graduation speech. And um, uh, Jamie Granis and I, we were also co-presidents of student council. So him and I are throwing just an awesome party at our other friend Charles's winery for everybody. Sick. Yeah. So is and everyone invited? Everyone is invited. Um, him and I recorded a little like teaser video. And a couple of years ago, someone started a Facebook page to add everybody from our class. And most people were in there. So I still have to go through the yearbook and invite a bunch of people who aren't on there or find out a way to let them know that the party's happening. Um, but we're like inviting a bunch of teachers and probably some people from other uh, years, like friends of friends of our class and all the significant others obviously so we're hoping there's at least like 200 to there were like 200 graduates so we're hoping there's at least 200 people oh you went to a small school I yeah forgot. small school so right all right school. okay that's why it sounds that sounds like a majorly daunting task but then i realized not that crazy yeah so graduating class was about 200 so if everyone came plus spouses plus teachers it'd basically be spouses and partners it'd basically be 400 but i'm thinking we're hopefully going to get 200 people as a teacher what's your interest level in doing that well the interesting thing is we're i think only the cool teachers are going to come well yeah maybe but like um wouldn't they be invited to one of those technically every year I don't know. I think ours is going to be unique because we were a special class. No, everyone thinks that, Jared. <laughs> I knew you were going to How say that. How dare you? Is, I knew you were going to say that, which is why I put it in there. Um, but one of um, but the interesting thing about that, though, is I called one of the teachers who was the music teacher, and he has like a wedding party band. And they're going to play the event, which is going to be awesome to have that live music. And... I really got the sense like they're not invited every year and this guy was right. like wow this sounds amazing. So I really do think this will probably be the best reunion party over in the last little while. And FYI, I have friends in the years above me and my sister and nothing's been nothing happened with my sister's year. The year above us did nothing. So Oh, wait, oh as far as like uh, a 10-year party. Yeah, like I have line of sight to a few different years. Right, of course, yeah. Okay. Um, so anyway, we're throwing a big party, and we've just started planning, and the response to on Facebook has been awesome, and that that's was so exciting to, exciting to see. Yeah, that's amazing. I'd be very curious to see like the percentage of people that will come. Yeah, because it's good because Charles's winery. So that's local to where you guys went to school, right? Like that's pretty close. Yeah, it's local-ish. I mean, we went to school yeah. in St. Catharines, and that's in Niagara on the Lake, but. I think, again, with this much notice, we're hoping that people just make it work, you know? Oh, my goodness, yeah. So when is it for the summer? Yeah, July 6th. That's amazing. That uh, is awesome. So something to look forward to. But, uh, yeah, we're, like, figuring out, yeah, I mean, it's just going to be fun. Like, live music, and some people are helping with the memory boards, and, I don't know, we'll do, like, bingo or something silly like that. Like, all kinds of these fun little things are going to go down at this event. It's going to be awesome. Oh, Jer, memory boards? Memory that sounds boards. awesome. We're talking about memory boards. We're talking slideshows. We're talking trivia. We're talking videos. We're talking, uh, you know, uh, those matchups. Who's going to be the president? Who, what couple most likely to get married? All that That's we're awesome. doing. That's so. great. 
The anyway. great. Did you guys have um, like quotes on your yearbook? Oh yeah. I don't know. Those are always super funny. Oh so yeah. That's so weird that you said that. You're uh, two days ago. I found myself going through my high school yearbook. No. Yeah, it's down in my basement, and I had this weird thing happen. I was just thinking, as I do, and I thought of someone that I went to high school with, and I was like, huh. And I, I guess I couldn't, uh, why was I thinking about that? I couldn't remember his last name. And I was like, right. what the heck is that guy's last name? And the only way to do it was to go uh, to the old yearbook archive and check him out. And then I remembered. Only way. And then did you get caught in the yearbook and how fun it was? I did. I actually did. had a good cruise through the yearbook. Isn't it hilarious? Very fun to do once in a while, Jer. Oh. Only fun for you to go through your own yearbook. If I started going through my wife's yearbook, no interest. No interest whatsoever. Yeah. No. Don't care. Uh, it was hilarious. I was reading the principal's message, and she totally ripped off Obama. Really? It was 09, and she actually, I mean, she gave Obama the credit, but her whole like her whole thing was like, graduates, go out, and yes, you can. Like, you can achieve anything. Like Obama said, yes, you can. I was like, this is the cheesiest write-up I've ever heard. That's super cheese. <laughs> I remember in high school, Jeremy, like, being super bummed having to spring, like, 25 bucks for the yearbook, <laughs> and I'm really glad I did. <laughs> Yo, I'm not spending that. <laughs> <laughs> that's great. Well, that's exciting, Jer. That's that's a fun uh, that's a fun thing to do. Yeah, and the, the I'm other glad thing you're going through with it. Yeah, the other thing we're trying to do is is make it free for everybody. So it's been fun to oh see, wow nice see get the, some sponsors. Um, yeah, exactly. So see like the the people from our class who've started small businesses and give them some recognition and celebrate what they've accomplished and. Get their name on the gold sponsor board for whatever that's worth. Probably not much, but it it'll. We really want to make it a, an event that people actually want to come to, and that yes. every different friend group can come to. So we're trying to make sure to like just make it really inclusive. That's awesome. And so. the more people, the better, right? The more people that can get on board, because there's always going to be people that have yeah. really separated themselves from that from high school. Yeah. One of the yeah. funnier things that has kind of come out of this, when I put the put the post up, um, a couple people were like, um, if we didn't graduate, can we still come? <laughs> <laughs> and then there were like three or four more people who were like, yeah, I meant to ask this. Or they're like jokingly tagging other people who were like one credit short and stuff like that. <laughs> That's amazing. That's so there's this, this like funny, funny, uh, funny thing that way. But we're like, yeah, of course, anyone who was in our class for any of the four years and wants to come like we want to party with you so great so just um, it just will turn into a free-for-all yeah i think so but i'm fine with that as long as it's people who are associated with eden like i want as many people there as possible yeah 100 percent. yeah that's so cool. that that's like i am really excited about that it's a long way off i'll be looking forward to it and we'll be obviously ramping up plans but that to me is just such a fun little adventure that I'm uh, very pumped for. That's sweet, Jer. Um, I received an email today, Jer, yeah. of possibly the most unadventurous thing imaginable. Yikes. Scary, right? Did you delete it? No, I like had it open and I did research on it and I wrote it on a sticky note to talk to you about. Oh my gosh. It became a bit of an obsession. Wow. I got an email from uh, the Ritz-Carlton Hotel 
possibly hotel. Is it a hotel chain? I guess so. Yeah. Go. Yeah. You, you tracking with me? I'm and track- I guess I got on some sort of email list from hotel stuff. They must own a hotel that I've been to or whatever. Yeah. Um, where they were debuting their own cruise line. Okay. So, and then it's so it's like the Ritz Carlton Yacht Club or Yacht Experience or something. Whoa. So it's kind of like this mini cruise ship. Ooh. Fits 300 people. Ooh. Leaves from wherever, who knows what. And it's just like the epitome of luxurious travel. The absolute lap of luxury. The absolute lap of luxury. You're seven days on this all-exclusive. Starting at, do you want to guess the price in USD? Per week or per what? I guess it's per week, and I guess that means like per room. So it's oh. it said starting at, which is, you can imagine the suckiest room and suckiest Yeah, it's package. probably insane. It's probably between five and $10,000 minimum to get on that boat for the week. Probably more. Is, Ten thousand one hundred dollars U.S. Oh my gosh! Starting at, and I just wow. thought like, yeah, it sounds. My first thing was like, whoa, the Ritz Carlton, and then I'm like, no, what loser? <laughs> like, what loser needs to do that? <laughs> that is so awesome. Let me tell you the antithesis to that. Do what? Do tell. Um, I think you are very right to question the cruise industry. Because, uh, you know, I kind of see the merit and I understand and I'm not going to judge you if you go on a cruise, but they're not really for me. Um, but guess who is putting out their own cruise line as well? Targeted for millennials. Oh, okay. Uh, let me ask. Um, is it a company? Big company. Virgin. Great guess. And absolutely. Actually? Yes. That's amazing. I guess that. How did you guess that? I don't know why I guess that. I just thought, I think a long time ago I saw a documentary of his yeah. and he, and that was like his thing. It was like, just like targeting uh, young people. Fun, and that's kind of been his, that's kind of been his business. Um, yeah. I guess his kind of um, motto or yeah. manifesto for his whole yeah. career. So yeah. that kind of so makes sense. The first, whatever prototype marketing piece went out a little while ago and the internet exploded with it. But oh, uh, yeah, really? They're having their they're launching into the cruise industry with this uh, cruise targeted to millennials. And as it was funny, Katie was like reading the article. She was like, oh, my gosh, I want to go on this cruise. They have me completely pegged. <laughs> That's unreal. How fun would that be to be on that committee or project and start oh, putting yeah. all that together? Oh, yeah. Because at first it'd be hard, but then I feel like it would just snowball. Oh, and and the cool thing about companies with that much money and especially if it's a concept you just throw every idea out there and they're like yes we can make it happen yes of course we can do it and there there is right. no bad idea there is no no so that was the other question Jerry, in my rolling around in my head where i was looking at some pictures of this like crazy and it was all like concept drawings i don't even think yep. it exists yet but i was like man what does this machine cost to build and i'm like yeah tr- and i'm thinking in my mind like this thing's huge it's like it's, it shows the specs on how big it is yep. and how tall, wide or whatever. And I'm just like thinking like, where do you start? Where do you begin yep. to like cost this out? And so I was like, oh, okay, well, let's measure it. And I measured it out. It was like, I think it was 900 feet long. It was 85 feet wide, 75 feet tall. You and I was like, really got sucked in. <laughs> and then I, so I, what I did here was then I calculated the cubic footage of like the footprint of it. And then okay. I'm like, 
obviously I'm just going to multiply this by another boat I know, a kayak. It's like if a kayak is $200 and right. this thing is, it was like 65,000 cubic feet or something. <laughs> and it works out to like some hilarious, like $10 billion. <laughs> and then I looked it up and I was like, oh, I'm actually not that far off. That was like a fairly decent calculation. It, they're like hundreds of millions, aren't they? Uh, yeah. So yeah, they were like a few hundred million bucks. Yeah. But I think, but like my, uh, my theory of the kayak multiplication was pretty darn close. Oh, I like that kayak example. I thought you were going to say like the average square foot cost of a luxury home, which is what, like 250 square foot's really nice, isn't it? Or no, is that not enough? I don't know. No, that's not very much. I don't think. That's not very much? No. Okay. Well, 500. Yeah. 500 a square foot. Maybe? I don't know. Anyways, I thought that's what you're going to do, but I like the kayak way better. The kayak makes way more sense here. It's a boat. Okay. You have to use another boat. Yeah. So the I will say I just kind of poo-pooed on cruises there. Um, Katie and I have considered going on an Alaskan cruise. Alaskan cruise. Interesting. Yeah. Be- because people uh, just talk about the beauty. I the beauty. <laughs> the view. Is the view like does it follow the shore? Yeah. Yeah, okay. So know. then it's like navigating icebergs and seeing the mountains and the beautiful forests and the whales and the rustic, rugged force of nature is all around you. What happens if your room is on the non-shore side? Then you see the icebergs. <laughs> and you, you, get it, the... you get it on the way back home. That's the best part. Does it just turn around? Yeah, it must be a loop, right? Goes home. Got to be a loop. I don't know. No one Jer- flies out of Anchorage. I mean, honestly, Jared, the most adventurous thing that's ever happened on a cruise is the one you were on where the guy threw his wife off the side of the boat. Murdered. Murder on a boat. It's like a game of Clue. I was was telling that story the other day because the most... You will tell that story till the day you die because it's too good. Yeah, and it came up in the right context. I actually haven't told it in a while, so it's funny that it comes up now just like your yearbook came up. Wow, this is a crazy world we're living in. But the thing that was outrageous to me, and I was in grade 12 when this happened, um, not that that really has anything to do with this, but um, I could not believe how pissed everybody was that instead of being in the Cayman Islands in the morning, we were circling looking for this poor woman's body. I'll tell you what I'll tell you what it is, Jerry. It's society. Just like last week, every, there was all these people outraged that they got woken up by the Amber Alert. Yeah, I know. It's the same same sort of thing. I'm like, people, people, people. What is your problem? Right. I so. mean, I, but they are did have a day at sea. Jared. <laughs> <laughs> they, they exhausted were ex- the slushy were machine. Expecting to be swimming with stingrays that morning, so right. that's the other kind of gross thing about the cruise line is they advertise it as super adventurous, like you can do all those adventure, like day of adventures, but they're just so scripted and like handholdy. I don't know. And just, of course, the crew says. Don't ever go onto the island and book with the locals because it's dangerous. You have to go with our approved vendors or if you want to stay safe. Uh, and it's just tough because like a lot of people just don't have the knowledge of what to do when you're in wherever. Granada. Yeah. So you'd opt to get the help of the cruise director. So, yeah, I don't um, know, Yeah, I don't know. Uh, speaking of uh, vacation murders, did I tell you that we were also really close to a murder in Mexico? I mean, that's not super surprising. Isn't it like the murder capital of the world? <laughs> well, I think it is surprising. Uh, can't, you just assume we you're, can't you just assume your proximity like, close to murder if you're in Mexico? 
Yeah, I mean, uh, on yeah. one hand, you're not surprised, and we were also not staying on a resort. We were staying in a condo, but this right. was actually kind of crazy. Did uh, someone get murdered in the condo? Not in the condo, but pretty <laughs> close. So every day we would walk from the condo to the end of the street where there's a convenience store on the main road, and we would hail a cab from there. Dead and, body. Well, pretty close. So Katie, her mom, and I, we were visiting some ruins, and then we came back to pick up her dad to go for lunch. And as we came to pick him up, we were blocked by police, and like we see the convenience store kind of in the distance, and we're like, uh, what is going on over there? So we kind of can actually see Katie's dad way over there. So we get out of the taxi and like hail him down and like wave him over. And the taxi's talking to the cop who's telling us to turn around. And Tim comes over and gets in the car. And turns out there was a gang shooting at the convenience store, basically just down the street. The guy had been in the convenience store a few minutes earlier. He had walked out and then was it was a gang hit. And Seriously, two, two gangsters assassinated this guy. And like. Tim heard the gunshots. No, are you? Whoa, that's pretty close proximity. Uh, yeah. So broad shooting in like, a, sorry, broad daylight shooting. And we were all like right there. And that was the convenience store we went to every day, multiple times a day. Whoa. To get your margarita mix. Well, no, just to get to get dropped off. Okay. And to get our ice cream fixed. Well, right, of course. Yeah. So that's kind of crazy. So it who was, got shot? It was just a... Uh, a um, yeah, gang hit. Yeah, but like someone coming out of the store? Yeah, I'm not entirely sure of all the details. I couldn't understand the Mexican news article that I was trying to read. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Um, it, oh, so it made the news. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. And they caught the guys who did it, two guys. They caught them soon after. So, um, I don't know. Kind of crazy. Though that's definitely crazy, Jay. I just put that together now that that's the second vacation murder that I've... There's probably been more, but those are very close ones. How much would that affect you, Jay? If you like, if you went to a fortune teller and they told you, Jeremy, every time you go on a vacation, oh. someone will be murdered. Oh, that would just be horrible. What would you do? Uh, I mean, I think I'd go, but I'd try and get really involved and try and stop the murder. Oh, okay. Right? Because I'm what? always a little bit bored on vacation. <laughs> so it gives me a little project, something to do. If that is the case, Calvin, and they're, they're still murdered every time, even if you try not to, that kind of means you're as bad as these people who complain about the thing because you know that by going, someone is going to die. Right, like I'm not willing to inconvenience myself enough to not go on the vacation. Correct. Just like but those I have people to test are not the theory. To, yeah. Do... I can see that. Yep, I can see that. <laughs> yeah, I can see that happening. Very yep. true. Yep. So anyway, there's a bunch of different adventures. We have adventures at home, adventures abroad. I, I guess I didn't tell too many Mexico stories last time, and that was just fine because, Calvin, the last thing we want this podcast to turn into is a vacation slideshow or something even worse like a parenting advice show. Can you imagine, like... That is the worst thing, Jer. Someone starting a <laughs> podcast to talk about their vacation and to give parenting advice. <laughs> what are you on dope? Like that's insane. Uh, who who would listen to that? And who would be so self-absorbed enough to do that? It's and yet, just Jer, it's out there. It's those people exist out there, man. Honestly, it's it is scary. I have to admit. Um. So anyway, everyone, thanks for listening to this show, which is all about adventure and not about any of those other horrible things that we just no, mentioned. No, 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 no. Um, 
and if if you have a good adventure story we would like to hear it we've been uh we've been hearing from some listeners lately and calvin is lining up some interviews we didn't get any lined up for this week but we're still firing out an episode and we're getting some going life is good we're happy i'm planning my reunion calvin is going to send a message to his valedictorian so he can plan or she can plan their reunion and off we go i would not even know where to start with that jer go in the yearbook the valedictorian speech is probably in there is there, is there like a little star beside the valedictorian somewhere no like their speech might be written out or go to the graduation uh photo page really okay it's but probably you, just you gotta find it and yeah you went to high school with ethan right yeah he may have been the valedictorian that wouldn't surprise me text him i'll text him yeah okay. and for the rest of you why don't you get up on a friday or a saturday in february and go find some adventure mm. and maybe find some murder whoa dude and stop it <laughs> and stop it get involved in some crime and but stop it <laughs> peace out seacrest crest.